Christian Kirksey's finished strong comments. What does that mean for the Houston Texans' last three games on the year? Cody and I also have a preview of the Texans versus Titans game that's coming up on Sunday. And Derek Stingley Jr., well, his head coach, feels pretty positive about his future. All of that and more on today's episode of the Locked On Texans. His head coach as of right now. <laughs> you are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to a Wednesday episode of the Locked On Texan Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or Look it up in the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKED ON in all caps in the game store. Well, I'm John Hickman, joined, of course, by none other than Texans beat writer, Houston Rockets beat writer. And at times, he may do a little work for the Houston Sabercats rugby team. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Cody Davis. I don't know why I did that. Like, we don't talk Monday through Friday. <laughs> <laughs> your team every day i'm in a good mood today is wednesday and this is my last day at work for the christmas break but speaking of breaks the houston texans has not gotten a break in the past couple of weeks tegan quatoriano said after the game it feels like the football gods hate us in terms of their efforts and how close they've been in games against the cleveland browns the dallas cowboys and on sunday the kansas city chiefs went to overtime with the chiefs who right now has Patrick Mahomes, who may or may not be the runner-up to the MVP. I think Jalen Hurts may run away with that award. I don't uh, I Kersey, hope so, because that injury, yeah. man. Well, I feel uh, bad for it's, him. It's, it's one game. He'll bounce back. I just hate that it's the possibility of him not playing Dallas. I know. I hate that so I hated much. that. But Christian Kirksey spoke on Tuesday at the Houston, Texas press conference, and at that press conference, you know, he said something that I thought was interesting. When things aren't going your way and you have three division opponents in front of you, it's about how you respond to adversity. We want to go into 2023 strong. I love that comment. This is a team that it's kind of hard, hard to find positives, right? Mm. How many losses? One tie, one win. And in a lot of games, at the end of the game, you come out thinking to yourself, when will it be over? Well, it will be over in three weeks. They have three <laughs> games left, all division opponents. We'll talk about the uh, preview of the Titans game. But one thing that I – the reason why I love that comment and my biggest takeaway from the comment is because they still have a job to do. And with that job, you are, as an NFL player, you're going to allow yourself – to be evaluated. You're going to evaluate your play, and then you are going to be evaluated from your head coach, your position coach, your general manager. The last couple of weeks, especially with the rise of Christian Harris, I've been an advocate of keeping Christian Kirksey for the Houston Texans, but he is exactly right. The Jags hadn't beaten you in a, in a, in a long time. Houston and Tennessee Titans, they normally give us one hard game where you don't know who's going to win it at the end when the, you know the, the game strikes zero and the Indianapolis coast right now who just blew a 33 to zero league 
and mm. they have a interim rookie, former player, analyst, ESPN analyst. Next <laughs> Saturday is their head coach right now. I'm going to say this, and I can't wait to really dive into it more when we talk about the Titans preview. But what I'm going to say is, out of these three games, it wouldn't shock me if Houston made it difficult for each three opponents. They're going to make it difficult, but outside of the game against the Indianapolis Colts, especially considering that Jonathan Taylor, another running back who loves to destroy the Houston Texans, will not play, I think that might be the only possible win remaining on their schedule but look john i really do love the fact that the texans have been giving it their all ever since the game against the cleveland browns however i do want to mention this the one thing starting with the cleveland browns game i wonder if we're going to see that same intensity that same fire and that same passion that we have been seeing over these last three games because if you think about it the Texans had somewhat of a personal reason to go out there and play hard. Cleveland Browns, you already know, the, 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 the return of Deshaun Watson inside NRG Stadium, playing against your former quarterback. And even though a lot of these guys um, did not have an opportunity to play with the Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson, a lot of these guys, i.e. Kristen Kersey, i.e. Tavier Thomas, i.e. Um, Desmond King, there was around this organization last year when will Deshaun Watson play? You know, I was actually told by a source um, during training camp that several guys tried to talk Deshaun Watson into playing, but he did not want to play for this organization again. So that was the uh, personal side of things for the Houston Texans as of right now. Then you take a look at the game against the Dallas Cowboys, I-45 rivals. You know, every single game, every four years, it's the battle of Texans, Texas. Who is going to have the ultimate bragging rights? Will it be Houston? Will it be Dallas? And unfortunately, Dallas came out victorious, but at the end of the day, it was still a really good game. And then you take a look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Lovey Smith put it best on Friday. He came out and said, look... <laughs> Kansas City is basically the, the reason why the Texans have been on this decline ever since they blew that 24-0 lead. And you can tell that every single one of these games had, had a meaning for the Texans players. Now, you take a look at these last three games. Yes, there are divisional opponents, but I just wonder if it's going to have that same meaning. Not saying that they're going to go out there and not do their job because I do look at the game against the Washington Commanders when that was the day, John, you you and I came on this show and said, are the Texans just out there collecting a paycheck at this point? But, you know, I, I really do believe that given how bad that this team has been talked about, given the fact that they only have one win, given the fact that, yes, they only have one home game remaining, but on yesterday, you and I talked about how several times throughout the season, especially on Sunday, the opposing team had more fans than the Houston Texans member themselves. It's going to be interesting to see whether or not they're still going to come out with that fire and passion. I think they will, but hopefully yeah. just give us some good competitive football to watch down what's, the stretch and what's been impressive in these last two games the week prior to playing the dallas cowboys dallas put up 50 only hold, held them to 27 points mm. uh the kansas city chiefs who we know with patrick mahomes can score in a matter of seconds they scored 30 points which is a lot but six of that came in overtime they forced that mm -hmm. offense to go into overtime defensively in these last three games 
I think, you know, this is the defense that many wanted to see throughout the entire season. If you have some of these, you know, defensive performances, uh, maybe a couple of these losses may turn into wins. Again, at the end of the day, the offense has been unable to score. But going up against the Titans, the Jags, and the Colts, I can see Houston winning two of these games. Two? Two of these games. I can see Houston winning two of these games. This is coming from the captain that said embrace the take. I mean, what if two of the games might maybe ruin the chance of getting the first overall pick? I don't uh, see two, John, because – right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think if I'm not mistaken, I think ESPN released um, the mock draft and it said like the Texans had like a 85% chance of finishing the season with the Leeds worst record, which means they would uh, well, they would have the number one overall pick. You say two wins. I say one. And of course, like I mentioned, that's against Indianapolis. The Jags and the Titans, they're in the middle of a playoff race, especially the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, look, I apologize. I know. Prior to the season, there was a lot of debate on whether or not Davis Mills was the better rookie quarterback. I apologize, even though I'm still sticking by that because that's what the stats show. But Trevor Lawrence has been playing some damn good football over the last couple of weeks, and that's part of the reason why the Jacksonville Jaguars got a chance to win the division and make the playoffs. Houston could spoil some chances for Tennessee. Let's dive into all of that when we get back from the Locked On Texan podcast. But first... Guys, I have to talk to you about Audible. And this episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is releasing a slate of new football podcasts that we are sure you're going to love. And that's why you'll be able to find an episode from the League the league podcast as a bonus episode on Locked On NFL. Narrated by Super Bowl champion and legendary smack talker Richard Sermon, a sports broadcaster and rising star, Taylor Rooks, one of my favorite. The League is an eight-part docu-series about the most bizarre, inspirational, and unlikely stories connected to America's favorite sport, pro football. Each story offers equal parts of history, entertainment, and social commentary. Head to the Locked On, uh, head over to the Locked On podcast for the bonus episode of The League, or catch the full series whenever you get an opportunity wherever you get your podcast. It's available now. Audible, get in the game. And I'm really geeked about our new partner and sponsor of today's episode, the mobile game Ultimate Football GM. You ever dreamed about becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise? Well, you can. Your dreams can now come true. This game is definitely for you. Manage every strategic aspect of your team. Play through this season and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for the hiring of right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency and the draft and all of the ups and downs of a season. All of this in a challenging, realistic realistic game world. The Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable online, offline. Also, you can play on the go as you want, Whenever you want to. Locked on Texan listeners, you can get a 100% free boost to your franchise when using promo code LOCKED ON in all caps in the game store. That's LOCKED ON in all caps in the game store. So make sure you check it out today to download the game. Uh, visit ultimate gm.com or look it up on the App Store. That's ultimate gm.com. 
Welcome back in Locked On Texans listeners and viewers out there. Sunday, the Houston Texans take on their big brother, the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Houston, Houston has the most big brothers in the NFL. Uh, but they do take on the Tennessee Titans as of right now. Coach Mike Vabel said on Tuesday that the Tennessee Titans injury report will probably look a bit better by the end of the week because the Titans listed 18 players, more than one-third of the active roster, including five starters on the offensive line on their injury report. The team's medical staff estimated that half of those 18 would have would have been unable to participate had coaches conducted a full practice instead a walkthrough was held for the Tennessee Titans. This is one of those games where Houston plays the Tennessee Titans hard. Ryan Tannehill has been fairly underwhelming. Nothing spectacular about Ryan Tannehill uh, this season. When we look at Ryan Tannehill's numbers for the 7-7 seven and seven Tennessee Titans, over 2,500 yards, 13 passing touchdowns, six interceptions, sacked 33 times, and, of course, the engine that drives this team, once again, Derrick Henry. Over 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns, 4.4 yards per carry. Coming into Sunday's matchup, at times you have to allow the better players to allow them to be great. They can do what they want to do. They can do what they need to do, right? But then you have to make sure that every other player is micromanaged and not able to hurt you. So going into this game on Sunday, even with the offensive line being banged up for the Tennessee Titans, I think this is an opportunity to not allow Ryan Tannehill to hurt you from the pocket or hurt you from the legs. Now, why am I confident? Well, I am confident, but why am I more confident in Houston defensively this time around compared to where I may have been in the past? As of late, we've seen guys like Mario Addison. We've seen Okawankwa. We've seen... You know, Jerry Hughes has been playing good football. We've seen Malik Collins. We've seen the defensive line for Houston, along with the usage of Christian Kirksey, affect quarterbacks. Getting after Dak Prescott, getting after Deshaun Watson, getting after Patrick Mahomes. Quarterbacks hadn't had the time of day to pick apart Houston's defense. Um, and even when they've made big plays, a lot of times it's just so happened to happen. The defensive front for Houston has played very well in the past three games. And with a hurt offensive line for the Tennessee Titans, I think this is a perfect opportunity to capitalize on that. Allow Derrick Henry to be Derrick Henry, but make sure Ryan Tannehill is the Ryan Tannehill that should be on the way out the door. He cannot win this game for you. You have to force Derrick Henry to do it. You have to make sure you beat him by beating Ryan Tannehill. Um, I, I got all your points, John, but I honestly do think that this is all going to come down to whether or not the Houston Texans can stop Derrick Henry. This is a guy who has recorded four games in a row of rushing over 200 yards. And I get your theory on containing Ryan Tannehill. I agree with you. Ryan Tannehill has been terrible, but you got to keep in mind when the Texans played against Tennessee early on in the season, they didn't have Ryan Tannehill. They had the rookie quarterback, Malik Willis, who, if I'm not mistaken off the top of my head, only threw someone in the ballpark of 8 to 12 passes. And the Texans still came out with the loss because Derrick Henry rushed for 219 yards on 32 carries. Plus, you also got to take into consideration that not just this game, but all across 
the NFL on Saturday and Sunday that the weather is going to play a big role into these game plans. I'm not too sure that the Texans is going to have enough on the offensive side of the ball, given the fact that if this is a game where they're going to have to rely on their rushing attack more so than their passing attack, without Damian Pierce, I'm not too sure if they're going to be able to match that offensive intensity. I can see that. I really do. I think uh, when we look at the Texans, uh, I'm sorry, the Titans offensively, they are the number 29th ranked passing offense. So that works out in your favor. You don't have to worry about you know, uh, them attempting too many attempts downfield. Uh, and I think with that, that account of, that can, that can kind of allow you to, uh, 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 you know, affect your game plan and how you want to attack defensively. Then you also look at on the defensive side of the ball. Well, this is a perfect opportunity for Davis Mills to close out strong. The Tennessee Titans are allowing 284 passing yards per game. This is a perfect opportunity for, for Davis Mills or Jeff Driscoll. And lastly, the Tennessee Titans don't score a lot of points. So your approach in Dallas, your approach against Kansas City, and your approach against the Cleveland Browns. Keep the game close. If the game is close, I think this can be a very winnable game. We've seen Houston in two winnable situations in the past two weeks. Let me tell you why I want the Houston Texans to really win this game. This is the perfect opportunity for the Texans to spoil Tennessee's opportunity to get into the playoffs. Right now, when we look at the AFC South, Tennessee 7-7, Jacksonville 6-8, Indy 4-9-1, Houston 1-12-1. Not worried about the last two teams. <laughs> Houston beats Tennessee. They go to 7-8. Jacksonville wins on Sunday. Then now we're looking at an, a situation where, well, maybe they could pull it off. Jacksonville beat Tennessee already in the year 36-22. This could be a, a way that Houston can spoil the Tennessee Titans' chances to make the playoffs, and I think that's a victory within itself. I think all of us want some type of gift, whether it's under the tree or whether it may be the Houston Texans getting a win on Sunday, and I know the Texans want a win on Sunday. Everybody wants something this holiday season. And, and this holiday season at Total Wine and more, when you find a new favorite single barrel bourbon or the perfect gifts for everyone on your list, you'll know you found something special, all for the lowest price. Love what you find. Total Wine and more. Spirits not sold in Virginia and North Carolina. Drink responsibly. Be 21 years and older. Thanks for making the Locked On Texans your first listen. Now, for your second listening, your next listening, your listen after that, make sure you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Before we get out of here today, I've been on Twitter, right? And I'm seeing the label bust. Seeing the word bust on Twitter. And I'm seeing that word be associated with Derek Stingley Jr. I'm seeing that word used as a label with Derek Stingley Jr. And guys, I gotta I gotta ask you. Have we gotten so far away from reality? <laughs> Lovey Smith had an opportunity to talk about Derek Stingley. He's confident in Derek Stingley in his future. I am as well. I'm not concerned about the injury. And if I'm honest, if I'm honest, 
Houston keeping them out to this point as, as of right now, I, I'm okay with it. Go ahead and make sure these guys are mentally and physically ready for next season. But labeling him a bust, when Derek Stanley was finally able to kind of figure out a scheme that doesn't necessarily work to his best traits, he looked damn good as a football player for the Houston Texans. Um, it's way too early to place the label bus on Derek Stanley Jr. Because you have to keep in mind, regardless of how you felt, Stingley did still have a pretty solid rookie campaign. And I know a lot of people are comparing him to Amar Sauce Gardner in New York. And it's understandable, it's, it's, it's understandably so. Why? Because, you know, going into the draft, there was this big debate, Sauce versus Stingley, Stingley versus Sauce. However, like we mentioned several times on this show, Stingley is not in the best offensive system that is fit to his offensive attributes, his defensive attributes, excuse me, while Sauce Gardner is in New York. However, with all that being said, let's keep one thing in mind that Derek Stingley is only one of a handful of cornerbacks in the league that has not given up a touchdown this season. There was an opportunity where he could have been scored on on three separate occasions and every single one of those times i believe two out of the three he had a pass deflection matter of fact it was four two out of the four occasions he had a pass deflection one was a penalty that was called back and the other was an interception thrown by trevor lawrence and i believe his target i forgot who his target was in that game but of course that interception that Darrison lee had played a big a big role in the Texans coming away victorious in their only game of the season. But, John, as you alluded to, Lovey Smith did talk about how confident that he is in Derrick Stingley Jr. moving forward, and I 100% agree. He said it's unfortunate that his season had to end like this, but he is dealing with a hamstring injury. And Lovey Smith did say, based off the experiences he had in his younger days, that you don't want to mess around with a hamstring injury because that is one of the injuries that is a little bit tricky. You think you're good, as soon as you go out there and plant your foot or whatever the case might be, you can end up making it a lot worse. So he played nine games this season, 50, 43 tackles. Like I mentioned, only had one interception. This is only the beginning of Stingley. I know you might disagree, but I'm kind of glad that Stingley did not have did not come out and have this explosive rookie campaign because. I believe that this season gave Stingley a foundation on how to adjust to the NFL level and what ways he could actually get better, get stronger. And I do believe going into next season, as Lovey Smith alluded to, we're going to see a better version of, of Derry Stingley, whether Lovey Smith is here or not. Absolutely. I think so too, man. One thing that I, I appreciate from Derrick Stingley, um, his journey up until this point is I, I just think he needed an opportunity to, Play football again. Mm-hmm. And he did that. He was out. He was out for a while. Play football, learn football, had some good, had some bad, had some, you know, head scratches. But I think overall, the last time we was able to see Derek Singley play football, I didn't have any question on whether or not the light was on or not. So uh you guys also gotta remember, man, one cornerback is in New York. The <laughs> media that will always overshadow anything Houston has going on. Um and so the recognition is going to be there, right? And it is what it is. But let's not take away from what Stingley can and cannot do, what he can do, and how good he was this year as a rookie, simply because the national media is always in New York. ESPN, 
Fox Sports, New York. It is what it is. Plain and simple. And New York is a team worth watching. Houston is not. Thank you guys for checking out today's episode of the Locked On Texan podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and subscribe to the Locked On Texans podcast on YouTube as well. And as always, I'm your host, Cody M. Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace.